welcome to the pen in the stone i am your host alan aka sacred haiku and away we go and we're back with another episode of the pen and stone podcast and i have another wonderful guest miss rose mcleod how are you i'm doing well how are you i'm good i'm good just uh enjoying the bright sunny um saturday morning or evening whatever you want to call it yes sir thank you for having me i'm excited me too I've, i haven't seen you in a while it's been i think since the first event no yeah since the first event i met you yes yes it has um i've been doing a little bit of movement yes you have around so <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been in new jersey and then back down to north carolina over the last uh three years and it's been great um, just working on the project, um, reset, and moving things forward. So it's been really cool, but, you know, have some family things to take care of. So you got to make moves when you got to make moves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what um, what got you started? Well, do you want to explain what Reset is? Oh, yeah, sure. So Reset is a program that I created because um, during the time that I started working on Reset, I was actually in a state of homelessness. And so in that situation, um, I was going through, I was really wondering like, you know, how to get myself back on track. What do I need to do? And it came to me one day, just sitting there, you know, watching TV. And I saw somebody say, you know, they hit the easy button, that old staple commercial. Um, (laughs) and they were like, you know, it was so easy. And then I noticed somebody put a post on Facebook that said, you know, Hey, if you're going to hit a, a button, you don't want to hit an easy button to make it somewhere fast. You know, sometimes you're going to fall, you're going to fail and you need to hit the restart button. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, restart. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then it just came to me. It was like reset. That's another word for restarting is mm-hmm. resetting. So I was like, all right. Okay. And I sat down with a pen and paper and I was like reset. And this is what reset means to me. And then it became, you know, what, exactly does each letter represent and so reset stands for recognize explore strategize execute and teach Mm. but teach has now been changed recently to transform so you see how we even reset that Mm. because you can still teach someone once you transform. And I think people need to understand that your reset brings about transformation. Mm, that's true. That's true. Is, is this like a, a, um, a program you're going to utilize for individuals so that they kind of like a motivation or a, a lifestyle change? Yes. So it is a motivational lifestyle change uh, program. What I want to do um, right now, working on having a workbook, something tangible that you can actually hold in your hand, mm-hmm. you know, and take a look back at every day. Um, a lot of us, I know you yourself being a writer, do journaling. And so we journal down, you know, the things that we're feeling and what's going on. And so I thought that having the workbook uh, to accompany, you know, giving workshop speeches and talking to people all over about the reset program and how to go about doing it would be a really great thing. Um, so my first step once that is created actually is to reach out to women's shelters because mm. I was once living in one um, and to do free 
speeches and talks with the reset program and giving out the free workbook to those women. Because at that point in your life, that's a point where you're like, how do I reset? What am I going to do? So you're trying to be like a a Tony Robbins, Les Brown. (laughs) You're trying to inspire and help people in their lives. I am. I am absolutely inspired by Les Brown. But let me tell you something. My girl, Lisa Nichols. Okay. She says, I am my own rescue. And Mm. that was really what hit home for me. I am my own rescue. So I had to reset for myself. I had to recognize what was the problem that was keeping me in this space that I was in. Mm. And that problem was I was terrible with my finances. I had a great job. And unfortunately, you know, my son who has some mental uh, challenges with Asperger's and autism, I've Mm. had to uh, stop working to care for my child. But as a mom, you know, you look back and you say to yourself, what could I have done differently? Because of course your kid is the first priority. And I said, I was making great money, working a great job, but I was spending almost as fast as I was making it. And it wasn't just about spending on bills. Some of the bills, you know, sometimes we do, they're unnecessary. We don't need them. (laughs) Uh, And then we buy unnecessary things because we want to please our kids. So, you know, getting over the mom guilt was a big thing for me saying it's okay to tell them no. Um, And so for me, I understood that, you know, recognizing my financial ways was big problem because I could have been putting money away for the emergency that I may need to take some time from working to care for my kids. Um, So, you know, at that point, I then decided to start exploring my options. And so being in the shelter, thank God for, you know, the help that they gave and finding more work and finding counseling for my son and being able to get programs that would assist me to where I would still be able to go work a job and still be able to come home and be a mom. Um, Before I found the job, I picked up doing Uber for a little while uh, because I was like, I need money and I can't just sit around the house having to care for them, but not being able to pay any bills. Um, So at that point, I then, you know, developed my strategy and I said, all right, so, you know, I've recognized the problem. I've explored options that I could use. So now let's develop a strategy. How are we going to use these options that we found in the exploration stage? And so I created a plan and a strategy and I gave myself the time to work through it, you know, finding work or working the business um, because I was in a few uh, multi-level marketing companies as well and just building the income to move forward to the next step. Um, And then the next step after strategizing was executing the plan. Once the plan was created, I had to actually put it into action. Um, I think the execution stage of this is the most important stage. Mm -hmm. There are so many of us who start out on projects, um, and as entrepreneurs, we know that this to be true. We get started and we hit a wall. And it's almost like that that old picture you see where the two guys are on opposite ends and they're digging for the gold. Mm-hmm. And the one guy, he's like inches away from finding the gold, but he's like, I'm tired. I'm sick of it. I've done this over and over. Nothing's working. And he, you know, succumbs to the failure that happens in every success. Every success has a failure. You, mm-hmm. you don't learn if you don't fail. You know, I really truly believe that. So failure isn't, you know, I couldn't do it. Failure is I had to find another way. 
And so at that point, once I executed that strategy, you know, I said, Hey, I could teach other people how to do this. And, you know, I started teaching. Um, like I said, teach was the original word for tea, but after talking with some people, a wonderful young lady, Takima House of the Brave Life, who's been helping me work through uh, this process as well, we thought about transform. Because once you reset, you transform. Mm -hmm. You can still teach in your transformation, um, you know, but that's what everybody uses to teach. Every motivational speaker, Lisa Nichols, Les Brown, uh, John Maxwell, Tony Robbins, they all use their transformation as what they use to teach other people how to do it. So for me, this was the way to reset. Hmm. That that reminds me of um, the podcast conversation. <clears throat> excuse me. I had with Sharonette, and she was talking about going into your butterfly. How you are pretty much destined to be this great person, or whatever you're supposed to be, but you need to be conditioned and uh, go through these trials of life in order to get to that point that you're supposed to be at. And you pretty much become hardened, and you. Uh, learn these things and like you said transform into in this case a butterfly uh, so there's one thing I noticed about you when it comes to this and with you just said with the the things that you were going through from the homelessness and the job situation and your children and pretty much having you transform to where you need to be to take care of them primarily um, transforming yourself first in order so that way you can be a, a better mom and person for them um, you, you have always found a way out of a hole. I remember when I first talked to you, you're talking about the things you were doing up in, um, New York and New Jersey, when you were giving me some pointers and, um, uh, some critiques as well. You are nonstop. You always found a way to get out of something. Not, when I say get out of something, I mean, um, you don't just stay there in the hole the whole time. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have actually to. You are such a motivational hustler and a positive influence to people who who can look at you and say, she doesn't just sit there and wobble in her own pity. She just keeps on going and keeps going. She's nonstop. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank you absolutely so much for that. But let me tell you, all praise is due to God for that. Every last one. And mm -hmm. I never will allow anything or anyone to change my mind on that. Um, I speak with every breath that he gives me to let people know that he is real and that the work that is being done inside you to reset and to transform, you know, is only done through God. Uh, the reset project is actually part of a three part series. Um, and there is a book to come after reset, Ooh. which is seven pushes to deliverance <laughs> because once you reset now, you know, you reset, you got a plan of action, you know where you're going but what are some things that you need to be delivered from? And I realized in that reset process that there was some personal internal deliverance that I needed to have. Um, and originally it started with just being a book called 12 Pushes to Purpose. Mm. And it hit me um, in speaking with a wonderful author, mother and friend of mine, Nigeria Lockley. Um, and it really hit me hard that you cannot, find your purpose. If you have not delivered yourself, mm. you have got to allow God to come in and to deliver you from those things that are keeping you from your purpose. You know, so I had a conversation with her that opened my eyes for me to realize 
that I wasn't in the stage of finding my purpose. I was actually in that stage of deliverance. That transformation had delivered me into something that was going to allow me to finally see what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? So Rita is the first step. The Mm. second step is the seven pushes to deliverance and pushing yourself, you know, to that space. And then that last step is the 12 pushes to purpose. And I tell you, um, it's very interesting because with God, you know, he shows so many things and so much wisdom. Reset is five letters. Five is God's number of grace. Mm. Seven pushes to deliverance. That's seven pushes. Seven is God's number of completion. And the 12 pushes to purpose is because God's number for 12, the number 12, is for restoring and pushing through, you know, getting Mm. through to that purpose that you're looking for. So that restoration within yourself breathes what your purpose is in life. When you finally restore to who God has called you to be, you know, we are all born in that purpose. But we don't find that and we don't know that until we've gone through the experiences, like you said, the trials, the tribulations. So, you know, me getting up every day was God's renewed grace and mercy every morning that I wake up. You give me the breath of life and that life shall not be wasted. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use that every single day. Um, If you've seen me on Facebook, you've noticed I've put up, you know, my daily affirmations. Um, One of my favorite ones is, I release myself from any attachment that does me no good. And that's the first step in transforming yourself to any, you know, thing that you want to do. I don't care if you're an author, if you are a poet, if you're, you know, a speaker. Um, I don't care if you work in the cash register at the grocery store. (laughs) You know, by the way, right now, thank you to all the essential workers during this COVID-19 time. I mean, we really appreciate you guys. But, you know, they, they just had to reset. Mm-hmm. They've had to go from, you know, feeling like we're just cashiers and we're just to, to understanding that we are valued and important and we deserve to be recognized and, and known for all the hard work that we do that so many people take for granted until something like this now happens. And you imagine how difficult that has to be for some people who may have only worked part-time in their jobs and now they're thrust into the throes of full-time and they're also dealing with such a deadly pandemic that we're dealing with right now. So, you know, everyone's mindset has had to go through a reset process and they don't even realize it. So for me, this was a way of helping people to realize what that reset looked like, what that mindset change would look like, and moving towards that deliverance and then finding that purpose because we all have one. Yeah. Yeah. And going, going back to the central workers out there um, now, whenever like if I go to Chick-fil-A or um, to get something real quick for lunch or to go to the store, I'm now more triggered to say, thank you. I appreciate you before um, when I leave, just because, you know, that one little affirmation towards them, it may change their day. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they probably, you know, probably, like you said, people look at them, cashiers or people at those those um, counters, and they just see them as just normal days. I'm running my errands. You're just you're just here for me. But now there's like this glow around them as in thank you so much and appreciation. I hope comes out of this more so toward not just toward them but to uh, people in general. 
um, seeing each other and be able to appreciate everybody and that we just take things so, so much for granted. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way that this thing has happened and things have gone, you know, we could have clearly as people just, you know, been completely finished as we know it when it comes to being able to live every day. You know, these people are putting their lives on the line and they don't have to. Many of them could have just said, you know what, I'm walking away, I'm not doing this, Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to sit at home and whatever comes, comes. You know, but people's drive and determination to still provide for their families has been risking their lives for the rest of us. And, you know, we definitely do need to be extremely appreciative and grateful um, to them for that. Uh, My daughter's 16 years old. She works in the grocery store. And, you know, I'm so proud of her every day for getting up and going out and working and being a part of this. And at only the age of 16, you know, where me as a parent was like, well, you can quit that stupid job. (laughs) We're doing all right. Like, uh, you know, but the, the fact is she watched mom push every day. And so that's another thing that I love this. This reset project and all of these projects for me really came to speaking to women uh, more than any other group, you know, and I just want people to understand and know that, yes, men can reset too. This is for men and women alike, but really for women, women as mothers, especially as single moms, because at the time I was a single mother, we carry so much weight on our shoulders. We carry so much guilt for the things that we can't provide for our children and media and mainstream and social media makes it no easier when you have people who, you know, you've seen it, I've seen it. What are you doing during this time? Mm-hmm. If you're not learning a new skill, then there's gotta be something wrong. It wasn't, you know, the, the issue of being able to learn a new skill. It was your lack of, of will and your laziness. Mm-hmm. And that's not true yeah. because you got some parents and I've been in that place where you just can't do anything else but provide for your kids the best way you know how. And it's such a mental drain with the judgment, you know. So I'm so proud of the people who have come together during this time to be kind, to give back, to try to work with others, you know. And that's where I find myself with this program. Like I said, starting off on this program, I said, you know, I'm going to bring something out. How am I going to get it to people and who's going to hear about it? And I was sitting there one day just going over it and going over it. And I'm like, Lord, you know, what makes me an authority? Who's going to believe what I have to say? People are going to look at me and say, you know, you live here and, you know, yeah, okay, granted, things have gotten better for you, but look at what you drive. And, you know, I went from driving a 2018 Hyundai Sonata to driving a 2005 Chrysler minivan, okay? <laughs> but I understood that there was a choice that I had to make to make life better. Did I want to keep paying $700 a month for a car? Ooh. Or did I want to put that money towards something else? But we do these things, and we all do these things for status quo mm-hmm. and not understanding that keeping up with the Joneses is not the way to get to deliverance. It is not the way to get to your happiness. Your happiness is is not defined by what it looks like to everyone else on the outside. It's by what it feels like to you on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so your reset has to be personal. It has to be for you, for your family. Your why has to be you. I hear people talk about all the time, what's your why? 
And for me, it always used to be my wife, my kids. My wife, because I want to do this for my kids. And don't get me wrong, I want to give my kids the best that life has to offer. But honest to goodness, we all know you can't take care of anyone else if you can't take care of yourself uh-huh. first. My wife, me, I deserve this. I worked hard for this. I deserve the peace of mind that God has promised me. I deserve the abundance of life that God has promised me. The plans he knows he's had for me. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, my favorite verse. I know I deserve that. And that reset has to be about me. And I need everyone to understand that you've got to do this for you. Mm-hmm. Not for everyone looking, not for everyone watching, not for the praise report, but for you. And when we start to get to that point where we become just a teeny bit selfish to think about ourselves first and then to turn that around into gratitude and to giving, this world will transform into so much more than what it is right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's how <clears throat> that's how I am. Well, I told my wife before we got married or anything, I'll tell her, you know, I want to be a better person so I can, I can be a better man for you. And the only way that can happen is if I start transforming and doing all these things. And like you said, the the image that we as a society put in place, as in you have to have that Lexus, that 2020, that new look, those fancy cars, uh, clothes, um, nails done, hair's done, everything. We right. We 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 have to. It's like you are constantly putting on a mask so that way other people can look at you and say, you know what, that person. I know they're a good person. That person, the. The old hoopty in the side, or the 2008 Honda, or the person who's just wearing regular Walmart clothes. Oh, they're they're not as influential. They're not as important. They're, there's something wrong with them. And I think about this all the time when I'm at work and what I do, and I think I'm in the dirt all the time. And I can only imagine it's like you guys don't realize I can come up with some beautiful words and say some things that I think you guys will enjoy. But I feel like you're looking at me in a way of he just does this um, basic hard labor, you know, <laughs> and that maybe put me in the perspective of looking at people differently as in you don't know what that garbage man is. But he can be an amazing singer, um, player, uh, play instrument beautifully. And maybe to be able to put, uh, paint a beautiful uh, portrait. We don't know because we only see the image of the person in front of us. And meanwhile, the person who has these beautiful things, they may be. I'm sorry, I'm a horrible person, <laughs> you know. So absolutely, I, I like your reset. It's actually coming up at a great time right now, even though you're working on it before. Then it's just, I think it's it's needed more than ever now. If you when you release it, um, for people to say, now that things are going to be in a new norm, we need that reset process. All these steps become uh, to transform as well. Absolutely, and that's really why. You know, I'm so grateful that it has taken, you know, this time to get to that point. You never know God's timing. And God's timing is always mm-hmm. perfect timing. It's not always our timing. You know, for, you know, as well as I do. I started all of this three years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and and I've been working on it and talking about it and going through process. And I released a few, you know, things about it, made a little Facebook group about it, talked about it, and then kind of fell off. But it was because I was still going through my reset process. You know, I was still going through my deliverance process. I'm still 
working through that process. You know, I need people to understand that I don't think deliverance ever truly arrives at a full deliverance because that would be perfection and no one has that but God. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there is a deliverance that comes when you find that peace and contentment within yourself and within the life that you live. You know, and like you said, letting go of that image of what you think the person that can help you is supposed to look like. You know, don't get it twisted. When I begin to build this thing and these things begin to come up, people are going to notice a difference and a change in, you know, some of the things that I may have and some of the clothes that I may wear. But, of course, that's the image to show the growth and what has changed. But that is not what I want people to look at. You know, I love being able to have people understand. I heard someone say before, I can't learn anything, you know, as a, a business owner from someone who working a nine to five job. And that to me is a lie. Mm. I understand the concept that they thought of with that. And I understand them thinking, Hey, if I make 25 grand a month, why would I listen to someone who's making 800 bucks a month? You know, what right. can you tell me? Because you're not implementing these things. But just because that person hasn't gotten to that point in that place yet of being able to implement what it is that you've implemented to get to where you are, it doesn't mean that there's not something that they could say to you or tell you that brings about something new for you. And when I say that, I say that because I've been pretty good in how to start business, how to run business, how to help other people with building business. I've been pretty good at going out and being a salesperson and talking to other people. And during the time of homelessness, um, I met my boyfriend um, and he helped me and my children. He moved me in with him. He helped us to do, you know, the things that we needed to do to get on my feet. And three years later now, we are very much in love and still together. And he is 10 years younger than me. And I look at what would you have had to teach me? When I first met him, it was, you don't know anything about life. I got <laughs> 10 years on you. And you know what? He was always very financially savvy, even in his young age. He didn't spend unnecessarily. He can hold on to a dollar like dear life. <laughs> and today I love him for that because it's what I needed. It's what I needed because that was my problem. And now here we sit. In the pandemic, both of us laid off, getting unemployment right now, working my CBD business on the side, and we have our rent paid up for May and June. Mm, 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 mm. Look at God. Look at the amazing things that are able to come from. And I'm sitting here looking back and saying to myself, we're making more money sitting around than we were working. Now, how in the world does that work? <laughs> the amazement that comes from doing what you're supposed to do, getting that wisdom and using it properly, resetting yourself to understanding that what you thought you needed is not what you needed. You know, Lauren Hill says, thought what I wanted was something I needed. When mama said no, then I just should have heeded. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we all have to understand we were taught this. Many of us were, not all of us, but many of us were, most of us, or somewhere along the line, if it wasn't taught by your parents, it was taught by someone, you know, how to live right and how to not be that person who 
tries to show off for everyone. That old saying, keeping up with the Joneses, we all know. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop doing that to yourself. Reset yourself to who you are. Be proud and happy with who you are. Because trust me and believe me on this. The tribe of people who are supposed to come to follow you will come. They will recognize and they will see. I have people who I admire, who I didn't even know actually admire me and tell me I inspire them. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Well, first off, congratulations on your relationship. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> um, you're, you're so right. It's, we, we, we have an image of ourselves as well that we say, oh, I want to be here. <laughs> and it's like you may not need to be there right now or at all. You may need to be somewhere else. Like you said, God's going to put you in a place. We'll put you in your place, really. Um, we think we know. Be- we think we know better, <laughs> but you know we're we're kind of dumb. You know we're just uh, we're just flesh and bones in a bag of water, and we we expect we, we expecting that we're gonna really know the equation before the equation is actually fulfilled. And you know, it's amazing that you were able to come out of uh, a dire situation like the lay laying off and things like that. You actually actually be able to pay your rent is paid up for two months. Meanwhile, the people who are still working and they're, my wife's getting phone calls from people saying, yes, COVID-19 has, uh, it's, it's messed up my money. I had to buy extra food. And so I can't pay the bills. And it's like, that's, that shouldn't be an excuse. Um, we have, we have responsibilities outside just the norm as well. And one responsibility is, you know, taking care of ourselves. But like you said, keeping up with the Joneses, that is to keep that you're not taking care of yourself. You're taking care of the image of what people look at you, and that's going to do yourself a disservice at all. And that's why your rent's not paid. You know, I, I'm really glad you you said that that you you're on this dire situation, but yet look, you're ahead of the game more than what probably fifty percent, forty percent of the population right now in the United States. You probably are still working. Absolutely, and that's the thing. Like you said, you're not taking care of yourself. You're taking care of the image. And I had to see that I wasn't taking care of Rose. I wasn't taking care of my kids. I was taking care of what I wanted everybody to think I was and who I was and what I had going on. And the minute that I allowed myself to be transparent, you know, I have some people that tell me sometimes, okay, okay, you took the transparency a little too far. Like maybe not tell all that. But, you know, <laughs> the minute that I allowed myself to, to get to that point, it, it's that honesty. You know, and so in the seven pushes to deliverance, when that book is released, people will see those are some of the things, you know, um, being honest with yourself and your prayer life and, you know, having faith and uh, not being prideful. Pride. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Pride is such a killer of our dreams mm-hmm. because we don't want to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to say, I don't know it all. I need some help. Yeah. I'm I'm not great with this. You know, I have this reset and this is all in my head or on a notebook and a piece of paper, but putting everything together to really bring it to the masses, that's a process that I'm working on now and I had to reach out. You know, I had to say, Okay, this is the time where God now I need you to send me someone, you know, something that can help me to move this along because you gave this to me. And I know this came from you, but now what do you want me to do with it? Mm-hmm. What, what do you want me to do with it? So, you know, we have to get out of that stage where the pride 
takes over in our lives and stops us from being able to reset because we feel like the minute that people see a bit of vulnerability in us, you know, it's going to cause problems. And don't get me wrong, you will have those issues. You're going to have those breakups with people that you thought you'd be lifelong friends with. (laughs) You're going to have them. You're going to have family members that you're going to have to put on block and not speak to anymore to keep moving forward. I need people to understand that your reset has to be for you no matter who is standing in the way. They have got to be knocked down like a domino, and that effect just has to keep on going Mm. until you've gotten to that point where you can walk freely through to your deliverance and to your purpose. You know, we have to stop clinging to attachments that do nothing for us. And that is people, no matter what their relationship is to you, that is the image of what you want the world to believe you are or who you are. You know, that is all of that pride and all of the anger and all of the failure and the fear. You know, we've got to let all of that stuff go in order to make it to our reset, to stand in that place and say, you know, I'm delivered. I have a purpose and everybody's purpose, whether they know it or not, is to help someone else. Mm -hmm. My dad always used to say, what you go through is not for you. Mm -hmm. It's for someone else. You go through it so that you can help transform someone else. (laughs) To give them what they need for them to get through it. Because none of us were meant to do it alone. Yeah. You know, I I know you know this very well. Um, When I was doing the podcast, I was learning what I need to know from research and listening to webinars and getting educated. Like I spent almost a year kind of motivating myself to put it out, put it out, put it out, put it out. And finally got to the point where it's like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I think I have enough information in my mind now and I'm still learning as I go along. Did you ever kind of psych yourself out, you know, through the process of reset and the other projects of, I don't know if I can do this. I, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And then I said, forget it. I'm just going to do it. Oh my gosh, all the time, (laughs) all the time. So, you know, when you first start anything, it's like that new relationship and you understand this because you're married. It's like, oh man, this is great. This is wonderful. And then something happens that's like, uh, this is not as great or as wonderful as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. And then you have to find that way to push through, to keep it going and to keep it moving. So any personal relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, brother, sister, family, whatever it is, your relationship with your business, with your project, with your purpose is exactly the same. It ebbs and flows. It has ups and downs. It has days that you look and you say, what in the world and why? This was stupid. Trash all of that. Erase (laughs) it. Rip it up. Throw it in the trash. No, no way in the world. And those are those days where you sit down and you have that you know, darkness in your mind that's just like, oh, I can't do this. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking of. People aren't respecting me. And you get those one or two people who will say, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds nice, and who will joke about it. You know, I'm, I, I've had people say to me before, you know, you think you're Mother Teresa or something? <laughs> like, okay, anyway, right. you're, you're really trying to bring so much to the world that it's like not going to happen. And I've had to look them in the eye and say, you know what? It's very funny you say that. Because when I was a little kid, I used to say I was going to be Mother Teresa when I grew up. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess I do. You know, you've got to believe. That belief in yourself, that word is so 
important. That belief. Lisa says, I am my own rescue. She was taking clients and in her home, she was using a closet with hangers to hang her client files. And no one knew this. No one knew this. And every check that she got, she would take out from the bank what she needed for her bills. And the rest of it, she would write on the check and deposit them into her bank account, funding my dream. Mm. It was her belief. It was her belief that brought her to that. And one day she went two or three years after doing this and she went to the bank and said, I need to see how much is in my account. And she gave the bank lady her account number and the teller looked at her and said, oh my gosh, it's you. And she calls over the manager and everybody's like all excited. And she's like, who in the world and what is going like, what's the fanfare here? And they were like, you're the one that keeps putting in these checks, funding your dream. What's the dream? And she had over (laughs) 60 something thousand dollars saved in about two to three years. Ooh. Mm. Can you imagine that, 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 that belief, just that belief that you can reset. You can recognize, you can explore, you can strategize, you can execute, you can transform, you can be delivered, Mm -hmm. you can push through to your purpose, and your belief is what takes you every single day. So absolutely, I have those days where I say, oh man, why, stop, why, why? But then I have those small, small moments that I remember, and I say, you know what, this isn't going to take over. I let this be a five-minute process of grief. Grief is, I see what's happening, I'm upset, and I'm angry, Mm -hmm. and I cry, and then I get through it, and then I get up and I say, all right, what's next? Grief has to have an an ending. You have to have a time to get past it, but you also have to have a time where it ends and you move forward. And that belief is the only thing that makes you move forward. Think of it like this. We can't believe that we could live without the loved ones that we've lost. Mm. And when we lose them, we go through some things. And it takes us some time. But eventually, as the time continues to go, when we continue to go through our daily lives doing what we need to do, we begin to get to that point where, no, they may not be forgotten, but it doesn't affect us as much as it did before. And we start to get more into that pattern of, this is what life is now. And that belief that we could continue to go because we had no other choice. Right, right. Is what brings us to that space of reset, deliverance, and push it to our purpose. Mm, so true. So very true. I mean, I, my, my, one, you're very good at this, first of all. Um, but one thing I have a, I'm not going to say concern, but just one of my weak points or I get nervous is whenever I'm about to post something about, you know, what I want to do, like the business and things like that. I get nervous in the sense of, I don't want to be annoying. And, you know, even though it's my dream and, you know, and that's, you know, like that I want to promote it, which I should do. I have like this nerve, you know, do I post it two, three times a day? Is it, do I, um, should I post a little bit more so that I can advertise it more? You know, and Gary V, you know, he says, you know, post, post all day, every day. 10, 15, 30 times a day, don't stop. But in my head, I kind of stake myself out and go, I don't want to be annoying to these people. You know, I'm already getting, you know, 
you know, certain, certain, I feel like I'm getting certain looks, you know, it's like, why are you, why are you promoting it so hard? But, you know, that's, but you, you're very strong when it comes to you know, promoting what your dream, your businesses are. And for that, um, you said her name is Lisa Nichols when she was one with the, the bank account. Yeah. Yeah. For her to, for her to keep on staying um, vigilant in that process and, and to, to just randomly say, let me go take a look at it. And she has enough money. Remember, she has someone's salary, you know, for a whole year, just sitting there. You know, it's very, it's motivating. You know, and, you know, I, I laughed a little bit when the person was saying, um, oh, you're the person, you're the person. Like, Why are you paying attention so hard? Leave me alone. <laughs> Nosy. You know, <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. We, we can put on, we could be putting on, like you said, our growth is not for ourselves, it's for someone else. And like now I'm thinking of maybe I shouldn't be too nervous to post four or five, six times a day, you know, to promote my dream. Cause I may be motivating someone else out there. Absolutely. And you know, but here's the thing when it comes to the posting and, you know, this kind of segue into marketing of, you know, your dreams and things like that as well. We also have to know the platforms we're working with. So for example, you're right. You see me posting, and I will, you know, put something up about my businesses unapologetically, unafraid. You know, I am always ready to say to people, you know, this is what I have. This is what's here because I believe in it, mm-hmm. you know, and I will watch it. And I've had hours where nothing will happen and I won't get a comment and I delete it and I turn around and I put it right back up. Um, Facebook <laughs> is a platform that's great for marketing. Um, but one of the things about Facebook you have to understand is the more times you post throughout the day on Facebook, the less chances that people have to see the things that you want them to see. Because Facebook runs on an algorithm and mm-hmm. timeline runs based on how many posts have been posted. So, for example, usually when I post about my CBD business product, I'll post it at noon and I'll leave it up for an hour. And if nobody has commented, I'll take it down and I'll turn right back around and put it right back up that resets the clock, that resets where people are going to see it in their timeline. And then on top of that, that gives me an opportunity to gauge and to see what are better times for me to post certain things. And then if it is getting traction, I leave it there and I let it sit. And I usually won't post anything else on top of it because every time you do, it moves it and moves it and moves it further and further down. I've also learned that with Facebook marketing, using groups, is one of the absolute best ways. Like a lot of my customers have come from me using a Facebook group to put the same post that I put on my Facebook page. But these people in these groups now who are strangers to me, not even on my friends list, I've now expanded my customer base. And Mm. within the last 25 days in my CBD business, I made $600 sitting at home on my cell phone. Okay. So, you know, learning how to use the platforms that you're using. Instagram, my daughter was talking to me about it, and I'm not really great with Instagram, but I know a lot of it is all photos. You know, people are really at the photos. No one really pays much attention to captions on Instagram as much as they do on Facebook, unless, you know, the caption is described in the picture. But for the most part, you can look at pictures on Instagram and you know what's going on. You know what was meant to be conveyed there. But the biggest thing with Instagram is how many followers do you have and are any of those followers influencing? Hmm. Are any of those followers that you have people who could take what you have and say, 
I use this, I do this, I try this, they're right, it works, and bring the people that are following them who believe in them to now believe in you. Mm-hmm. That's trust. That's a huge factor. So you have to know the platform you're working with in order for you to be able to understand how to connect with the audience that's there and to cut out that nerve. That nerve is fear. And fear, you know, can only be one of two things. It's face everything and rise or forget everything and run. And if you're going to be great, if you're going to give greatness out into this world and help others to be great, you cannot fear what is on the other side of that door to get to that greatness. You know, yeah, there may be some failure. You may put something up and have people, you know, not pay attention. But let me tell you, what I found out, especially with Facebook, they may not comment or hit the like button or the share, but people are watching. People see it. So just because no one says anything doesn't mean it's not being seen. Yeah. I've, I've gotten better. It's just as like a, you know, someone, you know, it's a, um, a poet, it's just like you overthink and overanalyze. Like when I stare at that piece, I'm like, man, I, I think I can write a little bit better. Maybe it's good or not good enough or I'll finish it and perform it. Like, ah, man, I wish I would have done this. You know, just always pretty much like editing your life over and over and over again. And it's, it's like a curse and a blessing at the same time. And, you know, we are almost, almost all the time editing and starting over. But let's, you know, be honest. If we weren't always editing and starting over, we would be all of us, you know, every motivational speaker, every poet, every author, out of business. We would be out of things to do mm. because the inspiration for everything we do comes from the new experiences that we have. And those new experiences bring about growth. So we live just like the four seasons, you know, Mm. in winter, everything dies and everything falls away. And in spring, everything blooms and it grows. And in summer and fall, it gets to live and it's lush and and it's enjoyed. and, And then it starts that cycle all over again. So when you look at something and you say to yourself, you know, I'm nervous. I don't know if I should put this out there. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to convey what I want it to convey. And then you put it out there. And then when you put it out there and you start getting responses and you see something, but then you look back over it again and you say, oh, man, I should have said that. Oh, man, this probably could have gotten me more. All you do is implement that the next time and use the same thing. Just add it in. Don't stop what you're doing. Because, oh, I should have did this and I could have gotten that. Or don't think that, oh, well, now if I add this in, they'll think I'm flighty. No, the right people, the right tribe that is attracted to you will understand that you are consistently working to add value to what you're bringing to them. And that is what keeps you relevant. That is what keeps you in the place of authority in what you're doing where people trust you and people will come to you and work with you. So never be afraid of that transformation, of that change. You know, don't be afraid to become a butterfly that has to sometimes sit down, go back into the cocoon, and reemerge again even more beautiful. Mm. First of all, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like we we try to, you know, and I'm, I'm talking from probably my aspect of what I've noticed of things as well, you know, we have no, first of all, I'm noticing a pattern. What you're saying, everything you're you're displaying and illustrations you're giving, 
all have that reset, you know, from seasons and the year happens and reset to now January, the whole new year, new year, new me, (laughs) Um, you know, situations happen. You're going on to the next project. You're resetting to a new point and to work on this project that may be the same kind of genre, but it's something new for that moment. Um, With this reset, do you, with a reset program, do you have a, um, an idea when you want to release it at all, or is still, you know, let God, you know, take the wheel and, you know, display when it's ready. Well, right now it is still being worked on. Um, my original thought process for this year was that I would have the reset project released by July. Um, one reason because that's my birthday month. Um, and (laughs) I wanted to, you know, for myself, that was my gift to myself. But seeing what has happened now, I understand that that's probably not going to happen because of so many things that have had to change. Right. Um, I also have a, you know, my 16-year-old daughter who is a junior in high school, who is graduating high school as a junior, um, finished her four years and three, and is now going to Gardner-Webb University, go Bulldogs, um, <laughs> for, you know, college and so we've got so much going on and wrapped up that I've actually had to make a reset on releasing reset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's for a reason and for good reason. Like you said, when we come out of this, we don't know when that's going to happen. You know, people may not come out of this until mid July, you know, August. But the thing is, is remembering, look at what time it is now. It's April. By the time we get out of this, even if we came out of it May 1st, let's, let's do a hypothetical timeline. We come out of this situation on May 1st. Everybody gets back to working. Now people are trying to catch up with bills. Some people weren't able to, and we're going to have a massive influx in our homelessness Mm. in our country, and it's so sad that it's going to happen. But it's going to happen because there are a lot of people who either don't have the money to pay or do and are doing everything else with the money besides paying. You know, don't be one of those people, by the way. Please don't. But, you know, we're out here, and we're seeing that this is going to happen. And then summer comes. And of course, with summer coming and us finally being able to get out of quarantine, everybody's going to want to travel. We're all going to want to go somewhere, do something, because we need some bit of normalcy to get back to, you know. So vacation in the summer is normal. So that's something that we're all looking forward to being able to do. And then you've got the holiday season coming right around the corner. And so for me, I'm really thinking that somewhere between Thanksgiving and the new year, will probably be the time when reset will be released Mm. because that will be the time where people will begin to start sitting down and saying, all right, time to stay in the house. It's getting colder outside. Really not much to do. I got to get back on track with getting these bills right. I really want to provide this year for Christmas. It's been such a crazy year. We want to do this. We want to do that. Let's try to get this stuff together. We're getting prepared for next year for taxes. But what I want reset to be, is an opportunity for people to go into the year 2021 and say, I thought 2020. Why? Because it says 2020, because it looks nice, because it looks good, was my year. I thought 2020 was just something, you know, We every year it's like, oh, it's my year. But 2020 was like, yeah, it's the beginning of a new decade and it's fun. But I need people to understand that any time. Mm. If it wasn't 2020, then it'd be 2021. And if it don't doesn't become... 2021, then let it be 2022. Any time that there has been a blessing from God of new grace, new mercy, and breath in your body is a time 
to reset. It's not a specific date. It's not a special occasion. It isn't the new year. You know, I didn't wait to start losing weight in January of 2020. I started in November, December Mm. because I knew it's what I wanted and I wasn't going to just do whatever I wanted for two months and then have to work even harder once January came to try to get it off. Yeah. So I got myself prepared for how hard I was going to start working in January and it worked. No beef, no pork now in my life for about eight weeks. And I've been drinking a lot more water. I've cut out soda, you know, and I've lost 22 pounds in 60 days. Congratulations. So it's been, um, thank you. So it's been an absolutely amazing journey through everything with this resetting process. And I want people to understand that, that that, you know, is going to be the case. So honestly, release may just be somewhere around January 2020, 2021, you know, don't quote me on it. It's all up to God, <laughs> but that has been, you know, the thought process here lately that that is probably when people will start seeing me, you know, with that. And like I said, because I want to start it off with working with women in shelters, mm-hmm. you know, and talking to them because I think it's very important first and foremost, always to be a giver when you've been given something that can change your life. Kind of triggered something inside of me when, uh, when you said, uh, <laughs> um, people are going to be rushing to the, you know, go on vacation, do all these luxuries. And, um, the series I had, uh, DS said that, uh, tomorrow or later is a luxury and we no longer have that luxury now and people are going crazy because of it. And, you know, with <laughs> when you were talking, when you were saying about I mean, people rushing out, I just started thinking, man, can we just all just sit down, please? Can we, you know, everyone's so uncomfortable with being at home right now. I mean, for me, I'm loving it. But people are so uncomfortable being home right now. <laughs> and I just like, let's just calm down. You know, let's not rush into things because we don't want to make things worse. Like when you rush into um, taking care of something, you mess up because um, you're just so focused on just doing it instead of trying to get it done. Will Smith said, instead of trying to build the most perfect wall, won't you try to lay each brick as perfectly as you can? And in that process, you can build a perfect wall. And Absolutely. I, I love that quote because, I mean, I'm not perfect. I mean, I, I mess up on t- things all the time. But like, I try to keep that in my mind when I'm doing things, is regardless of what it is, whether it be at work or the projects, you know, trying to make sure this very minute I'm in, it's the perfect minute as as best I can. Absolutely. And, and that is so very true. You know, um, God tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to him Mm. right now in this time that we're in, like I said, people will be rushing out to do things when all of this is over. But the thing is, is let's not be anxious to go and to do those things and to spend that money into you know, change up what we've been doing right now. Let's let's be grateful in the time that we have had to be still for a moment. Yeah. Stillness is a peace in itself. And stillness is also an opportunity. Stillness has been an opportunity for me to really get right with finances. I'm going to be honest, when this first started, we were behind mm. on our rent. And I had just started working an outside job and it was only in that job for four days. Mm. And look at the timing of God that he saw fit to place me in a job with the company that even after only being there for four days, when they told us 
that it was time for us to leave and shut down. They said, however, we're still going to pay you for whatever your normal hours would have been for the next two weeks. Mm. And then two weeks after that, they said, we're also going to pay you for another two weeks and then we'll furlough you and you'll have to be on unemployment. And then unemployment came through and said, and we'll also give an extra $600 a week on top of what you're already getting. And then the stimulus came out and it was like, and so everything got caught up. And I said to myself, okay, God, April, I had paid half my rent and I had the other half still waiting to come in from the job. And I paid that. And now you've gotten me unemployment and this stimulus. And what do I, and the first thing I did was get my May and my June rent payments in a money order and stuck them in an envelope. Mm. For the first time in my life, I took control and said, in my financial situation, I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I've done so much wrong. Let me use time now to be still, to take an opportunity to do the right thing. And then immediately after, I made over $600 in my business within the last month. And it's just been like, well, wait a minute. How in the world am I making more money sitting at home on my butt right now? But it's because <laughs> I used the wisdom of what was given to right, me. Right. If I had just flaunted it around and spent that money or just kept it and said, you know, well, I really don't have nowhere to go. My biggest problem with money was always eating out. So regardless that all the stores are closed, the people say, well, you had no stores to go to to spend your money. That's why. No, that's not the truth because I can still go to McDonald's and I can still go to Burger King and I can still go to Denny's. You know, I can get takeout. And that was my biggest problem. I looked at my bank account once and realized I spent over $500 in a week on eating out. Um, and it was just like, mm-hmm. that is ridiculous. So, you know, resetting and getting through that process and understanding things like that for yourself, they're going to be huge. And people need to see that. And you're absolutely right about that. That time that we're going to start rushing to go, we need to remember that we are told to live for today because tomorrow is not promised. Yes. Yes. Later is a luxury and it is one that we should not take for granted. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, got me <laughs> thinking about, um, when people got the stimulus check, I never forget the Dave Chappelle, uh, reparation skit. <laughs> what are they ever just buying, <laughs> buying cars and everything at random? <laughs> And the ladies, he bought the big truck. Yeah, and, yeah right. Um, this is full of cigarettes. Is, it, uh, is this your truck? He said, "Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, full of cigarettes and whatever." <laughs> right, and it's like, no, 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 please don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Do that. I'm, I'm, I mean, we we stashed ours aside because to us, um, we were talking me and me and my wife, and I was saying how, you know, you know, we have we're still working right now. We're part of the essential workers people, and we're still working. And we're still able to pay our bills and everything because of it, which we're happy. We're blessed. You know, I wouldn't mind a couple of days off, but um, we, we said we're, we don't really need it, but we put it to the side. We're not going to tell us it doesn't exist. This is if some really bad situation happens in the next couple of months because we don't know what's going to happen. Like you put your your money aside in an envelope saying this is just for the rent. because You don't know. Um, so we put it aside. It's not, you know, it's non-existent, but. I get worried. I was like, man, I hope, I hope people utilize this as best they can and don't think this is money for me to go buy something new, you know, because a lot of people are not taking this um, this CV-19 seriously, really. And it's scary because it could affect so many people. 
And that's absolutely true. It does affect so many people. And, you know, that's something that we all need to see and understand that when something like this happens and you have opportunities like we have had to, you know, have the money. And a lot of people are, you know, scoffing, oh, $1,200, oh, it's not a big deal. Well, it's a big deal if you don't have it. Mm -hmm. Any amount of money you don't have right now is a big deal when you get it, when you don't have it. Um, It's a big deal if you do it right. You know, I agree. I think that, unfortunately, you know, our country may not have been the best country um, in handling things and giving things out. Um, Did anybody see Canada's stimulus package? Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) Um, You know, but understanding that we all make a choice. We've all made a daily, daily choice. Mm. And I think about one of the people I listen to financially, Dave Ramsey. Um, and he's an amazing, amazing man yes, on speaking on life and God and, and, and God's word and finances. And so, you know, one of the things that Dave has always taught was having that emergency fund and, you know, talking about having your savings and, and living below your means and not beyond your means, you know. And so this time can even be a time of financial reset. Mm. You know, it, it, it's a time of reset for everything for everybody. It's a financial reset. It's a mental reset. It's a physical reset. It's an opportunity for you to reset with your children. It's a relationship reset. You know, it's a reset in general. And that is why I feel like, you know, bringing this in the beginning of next year is so important because there are going to be so many people throughout the rest of this year who are still just teetering and tottering, trying to get it all back and figure life out. And this may take some time for some people to truly, really be able to go back to life as they know it for businesses, for companies, for, for people working, you know, all around, it's going to be a big, big process. And the reset in all of that is going to be so important for everybody to remember and to understand that you have the choices that you're making to get to where you're going. I had the choice to decide to say, you know what, I want this, I want that, I want to do this, I want to do that, I need this, I need that, you know, and I'm going to go do it, and now's the time because I've got this money, and I and I said, you know what, I'm going to make the choice to stop caring about what everybody else thinks about me, to stop caring about everybody looking at me and all those who admire me I love it and I appreciate it and I thank you, but I tell you, do not admire me, admire the God in me. Mm. Because Mm. the God in me was the reason that I was able to come and to be transparent, to allow you to hear me tell you that even in this state where I've been asked to be on an influential podcast to share with you my reset program, a program that helped you reset your life to transform to find your deliverance and push to your purpose, I am still sitting here living a life that most people would look and say, well, if you're an authority on this, how in the world could you be telling this? Because I'm telling it to you as I live it. Mm. I'm not waiting for myself to be delivered and to become before I decide to tell you about my becoming. I'm letting you watch me go through it and do it and come along with me. I am your sister in arms locking with you saying, let's walk through this journey together. I don't have to have a ride to help you get through this journey Mm. because I've taken some steps in this journey that others haven't taken yet. So my job right now is to help them get started. 
And when I help them get started and we are all in our middle phase right now, and then when we become, we help the other people who are now in their middle phase push through to their becoming. There are stages, as they say, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. And we all need to be cognizant that those levels have nothing to do with how much money you're making, with whether or not you're working right now. It has nothing to do with what you're driving with whether you're renting or you're paying a mortgage, it has everything to do with is your mindset in a place to where right now you are ready to become who you are to be. And if that means that you already have a mortgage, now you're ready to figure out how to start saving more money and being a cheerful giver. And if that means you're a renter, now you're ready to figure out how to take those steps to be qualified for buying a home. And if you're not an entrepreneur, but you want to be, how to take those steps to build a business. And if you're already an entrepreneur, how to take those steps to reset, to grow your business. Everyone has a piece, a part, a place, no matter where they are in this to reset together. And that is absolutely what my goal is for all of this, is that we would all reset to a higher place, to a better plane. And I know that that's what God wants for us as a people, the abundant life, the reset, the opportunity to go from living in a world of sin and sinful nature to turning around and living into a world of righteousness and abundance. And that in in itself is a reset. Well, I already know what the name of this episode is going to be. 2020 is a reset. <laughs> Rose, you have planted a lot of very, very um, abundance of seeds in this garden today. You have um, really displayed a lot of knowledge. And like you said, no matter what, there's a philosophy I have I thought about recently of we are all children to somebody. Um, and not just by age, but also by experience. You know, I may not know a lot about, for example, uh, let's say I don't know about, about business, but you're uh, you've been in the, the journey of business for so long. So I'm actually a child to you in that aspect. And then you come to me and say, oh, well, I don't really know a lot about gardening, but I know a lot about gardening. So now you're a child to me in that aspect. We're all a child to somebody. You know, there's always someone that we can learn from. And like you said, you don't know where that wisdom's going to come from, no matter what age, shape, size, money, financial, whatever it is. And today you've I love how you're able to display what um, the reset process is. And it's not just a, um, it's not just a word. It's actually a lifestyle you can adapt to yourself. So I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to share the light and the passion. Um, And I thank you so much for pinning the stone podcast. I mean, we've been waiting on it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm so glad that wifey, wifey kicked you in the butt and said, come on, let's, let's do it. Uh, I'm so glad you have her um, because we have been waiting, waiting, waiting. I, I'll never forget us sitting in Barnes and Noble uh-huh. and that last conversation and just talking about the ideas of the way we wanted to take things in business and what you were thinking about doing with the live shows and, and moving forward. And look at how the wisdom of God that you got your podcast started right before the quarantine pandemic happened and you're now able through the magic and the power of telephone and radio and podcasting, you know, internet to be able to share with people the things that you share live and none of it has stopped. That is an absolutely amazing thing, Alan. And I absolutely am so, so proud of you and so grateful and humbled 
that you sought me to be a guest on the show. So I really do appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I mean, like I said, you know, earlier, you know, when we met, you know, you, you were such an inspiration. You really extended a lot of knowledge and I felt comfortable, you know, telling you what I wanted to do. And like, it is interesting how the things that we have planned one moment transforms into something completely different, you know, later on. Like you said, God just paved the way. It's like, you, you, you didn't know what I had planned for you, but here it is. Hope you're ready for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have any um, plugs you want to um, slide on in? Your uh, Facebook, Instagram, oh. anything, anything like that? Well, I do want to let everybody know that CBD is all the rage. Amazing, amazing products um, uh, for pain relief, products for help with health. Um, you know, we got nutritional sprays for sleep and focus and weight loss, liquid lipo. Everybody's hearing me talk about that right now. Um, that product, Trim 355, helped me lose 22 pounds in 60 days. So hit me up on Facebook, Rose McLeod, on Instagram at Miss Hemp Passion, H-E-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N, Miss Hemp Passion. Suggest hemp CBD is wonderful, amazing, um, and it really, really helps with so many things. Uh, anxiety, diabetes, other things, you know, can't make medical claims, but I'm telling you from my own personal experience, it worked. I use CBD oil. My A1C went from a 6.9 to a 5.5 in three months. So, you know, working to lose that weight and get myself in a healthier space physically as well as mentally. Um, but yes, follow me on Facebook. I'm mostly on Facebook, Rose McLeod. Um, and just continue to live your life to reset um, in any way that you can in this situation right now that we're going through, take your steps seriously one at a time and focus on you. Don't focus on everything around you. Focus on you and you will reset. And CBD is legal and it's good for you. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> yes, it is. Just, just so the people who, who are not sure it's, it's different than THC. Just That is true. <laughs> well, again, Rose, I really thank you um, for your positive and your motivational spirit um, and the, the work you put in uh, and the gifts that God's given you or utilizing them. And you're, you're a real inspiration to a lot of us. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me. No problem. No problem. Um, everybody else. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Penistone podcast. Um, if you have not seen the five days of penance out where I talked to uh, nine 10 other poets and writers and publishers out there. And we just sit down and talk about the, the experiences we're going through as, um, as creators and writers during this time of COVID-19. So go check that out on anchor and Spotify. And everyone, I hope you remember that vibes do not lie.